Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day week you're listening. Thanks for listening, audio, video, wherever you are. Appreciate it. An honor to be back with you again, talking about change or in the month of change. Yesterday, we started to go down this road of mastery. And the reason is because part of change is really a, it's a, an awareness of who I am and what I value, right? Somebody who claims to, let's say, value charity, but when push comes to shove, can't really, you know, donate generously. As long as he or she says, I value charity, I value um, being able to be a giver, a benefactor, they'll never fully, they'll never fully become that person. never fully become that person because deep down they're fooling themselves. So when a person is being honest with themselves, when a person is true to who they are, then they're able to make change. One of the great mistakes is that whenever we are trying to make change, we we fake it we think we think more of ourselves it's confirmation bias it's who we are it's what's on the inside it's it's what we're trying to become and so we tell ourselves things that we think we are when we're not and if you tell yourself that you are something that you're not it almost becomes impossible to change so if you tell yourself you're a great fill in the blank And the person who you are interacting with doesn't think so. It's really hard to change. I see this a lot of times with companies when, you know, you deal with a manager and they're a pretty bad manager, like textbook. They're good people. They could be a good person. They could be a great parent. They could even be great at their job, but they don't really know how to manage people. They don't know how to delegate properly. They don't know how to give the right level of instruction. They don't know how to give the right level of feedback. And when you're talking to them, they're like, oh, no, my my employees love me. And meanwhile, they're just scared of them. So they laugh at all their jokes and say how great they are because they're scared that if they look the wrong way, maybe they're either going to get pulled off a job or may not be there. As long as the person thinks that they are something they're not, it becomes impossible to get them to a level of change. Change starts with awareness. Change starts with honesty. Doesn't mean you have to go out and tell the world that has become a new cultural phenomenon. That every time we do something right or wrong, somehow it becomes public knowledge. In fact, I think for generations, the feeling was if you have something that you are want to change, keep it to yourself. It doesn't have to be. Everyone knows. But you can go through a process in which we're getting more and more self-aware. And how do we do that? 
So yesterday we spoke about this idea of mastery and what's in your circle. Something's in your circle, the middle of your circle, if you will. When you are excited to do more of it, or when you are valuing the effort that goes into the thing that you're trying to become a master at, right? So as we said yesterday, if you are really excited about being great at some game, now I've got friends of mine that picked up tennis. So when they were younger, I don't think they ever played tennis. And then they got a little older and that became sort of a sport that they picked up. And at some point, tennis got into the middle of their circle. That became one of the top things that they wanted to be to achieve mastery in. And so now when they play tennis and they exert themselves or when it's early in the morning and they catch a game before this or when it's late at night or when they hear they heard that if they run up and down the stairs a hundred times, it'll help their stamina or whatever it is. They're either excited or they appreciate the work. They're somehow figuring out their schedule so they can get up at five so they can catch a couple of more rounds with their trainer in order to increase their stroke or their serve. Why are they, how come three years ago they would never do that? Because all of a sudden tennis made its way into the circle. This is how life works. There's something in our circle. There's something that is in the middle of our circle of mastery that we've determined is important enough to A, get excited to, for more opportunities. I know some people who, when, when asked to speak, they're like, they break out into hives. I know others that started speaking and are calling and going, how do I get more and more and more opportunities? They're constantly searching for more ways to speak. What happened? Because speaking goes into their circle. And as something goes into the circle of mastery, you naturally want to do more of it. You see its value. You start to appreciate you, the work that goes into it, and you're willing to put in the work. Because your mind is okay with physical exertion. It's that it's the, it's the mental block of it being purposeful that matters. One of the great mistakes we make is that we think that we want to be com- that we want to be comfortable. Our bodies want to be comfortable, but our souls and our minds don't want to be comfortable. They want to be great. And so we're okay becoming physically exhausted, most of us. We're okay exerting our energy. We're okay working hard. It's just that whenever we do, we want it to be purposeful. So when someone tells us to do something that we don't either understand why we're doing, then and we do it. It's not that we're exhausted because it's hard. We're exhausted because it's not purposeful. The thing didn't make it into the, into the circle of mastery. We are okay, if you will, doing work when we are starting our own companies and know that every day that we do this work, it's going to get us closer to our goal. But if we're working for somebody else, and they hand us some things to do, and we don't know why we're doing it, we can barely get through it. And then we're exhausted from it. It's not that we are physically tired. It's that our brain is constantly churning this dissonance. Why am I doing this for? What's going on? What am I doing? What's going on? Until it exhausts you. 
exhaustion is usually mental, especially today. Back in the old days, maybe the exhaustion was because they worked in factories for very long hours. Today, most of the exhaustion that me and you feel is, is mental. We're doing things we shouldn't be doing. We're judging ourselves in times that we shouldn't be judging ourselves. We're worrying about things that we can't control. We are upset at people and the negativity is an exhaustive experience. And so our minds are just constantly exhausted. And now when you pit that against change, what you find is one of the reasons why we don't change. Because change becomes something that we have to do. And that's something that we want to do. I have to lose weight. I don't want to lose weight. I want to eat whatever I want and weigh whatever I want. But unfortunately, that's not how God created this world. So I have to do this. And so I'm battling the mind of, oh, I want to eat and I want to, and I want to, and I want, and I want. So when you're engaging in a process of trying to be healthier, you're not. You're, it's exhausting because eating healthy isn't in the center of the circle. Losing weight is in the center of the circle, but losing weight is just a process. You don't believe that you shouldn't be eating the food. You're not excited for another day in which you overcame a challenge of, of, of consumption. You'd rather eat everything. You'd rather eat everything and, you were, and you, had a, you were 18 again. So the health doesn't make it to the middle of the circle. So on the periphery is I can, I can, I can, I can, I'd rather not. So every day you engage in the same battle. You're not excited to, to learn something new about food. You're not excited to use food for fuel for your body. You're not excited to clean your body of all the garbage that exists in boxes that sit on shelves for years before you consume it. That's not even your mind. You just want to get a result as quickly and easily as possible. So the person who changes their mind and says, health is now the center of my mastery. They, they react to eating that versus this at a meal so much different than someone who doesn't have it as a value. They just want to get some result. The work that I'm doing isn't a value. I'm not trying to become a master at my job. I need to get a paycheck. So I don't, I'm not looking to grow in this area. I'm not looking to become more in this area. That's not, that's not in the circle of my mastery. So I'm annoyed if I have to do more than I have to do. I am annoyed if I have to exert myself more than I, than, than I am required. So that happens a lot sometimes with religion. Religion, in some cases, has a, uh, a focus on rituals. Not, every, not everyone understands why they do what they do. Many times you see people in the, when they interact with the ritual part of religion, they don't get it. They don't want to do it. They just want a connection or they just want the benefits of the high holidays in, as it translates into, the, into health, happiness, and blessing without having to do the work, without having to do the ritual. The ritual doesn't matter. It's the stuff that matters. I'm not looking to figure out how to grow my knowledge and, and activities towards this particular uh, uh, 
process to, to the divine. I just want to get whatever divine blessings are out there or just not upset the divine being that I, I learned about as a kid. It's not the center of my mastery. I'm not excited to try. I'm not excited to expand my knowledge. I'm not excited to push myself to the brink. I'll do whatever it's got to do so that I can stay in bounds for whatever my beliefs are. But like, it's not my mastery. It's hard to really change if we at least don't know what's in the circle of our mastery. We can say the circle of our mastery is all these great valued propositions, but at the end of the day, if it's attention and materialism and that, we're fooling ourselves. If I get excited every time somebody looks at me and I get bored every time I'm actually doing something of value, then I'm fooling myself if I think that I'm really of value. If I get excited every time I'm, I'm playing a game and I, I get exhausted every time I'm taking care of my kids, then I'm fooling myself if parenting is in the circle of my master. It's okay. We can change it. That's the beauty of change is you can put other things in your circle, but we just at least got to be honest with ourselves. Or at least try to be honest with ourselves and say, somehow my kids didn't make it. Like somehow the sport is more important than my kids. I'm not saying I'm a good, bad, or bad, or at least to be able to be honest with ourselves. How come when I'm hanging out with these people, I can do for 10 hours? How come I hang out with this person after 10 minutes, I'm bored? It could be because this pe these people make it more comfortable. And it could be because these people make it more fun. That's possible. But it could be because this relationship is in the circle of my mastery. And that one isn't. It should be. So I tell myself it is because I don't want to deal with the guilt of having to restructure my priorities when I don't really want to. So I'm going to say it's important, but this is really important. I've had this conversation with people before, big time. I've had a conversation with more than one guy who has come to a realization that he'd rather be at the office than in his house. For sure. People have gotten to this place and they're, and they're finally getting it. The reason why I run back to the office is because I need to be in the office. It's because I'm more comfortable here. This is wealth is my number one value, they say. And my family is not as important to me as my wealth. Now, people think that, but then the people actually recognize that. And if you recognize it, and it's easy to tell. Just look at where you want to be. You want to find out your circle of mastery? Take a journal and over the course of a week, jot down the moments in which you were physically exhausted and were, were willing to keep on going. And the times in which you were really not working too hard and you were physically exhausted and you were trying to stop. If you love this and not that, first level it could be because it's easier, funner, fine. Let's just accept out. It's easier to scroll than to actually read. Leave it, leave out that. Stimulus being handed to you versus you actually working. Physical exertion. The areas in which I am physically ex exhausted in, but I'm okay. And I'm looking forward to doing it again. Those are the areas that are in the circle of my mastery. 
in the areas in which I am quickly exhausted in, or I am quickly annoyed in, or I am quickly wanting to move on. Those are areas that I don't really see as in my circle of mastery. And so my brain isn't willing to allow me to go through the exhaustion that is required for excellence because it doesn't have it as a value, right? Picture as if your brain is a computer and once you give it its top three or four values, it now programs your body to go through long periods of time of not getting the quick, easy fixes of indulgence because it sees it as something that it wants to accomplish. Just the recognition that once I understand that if it's in my circle of mastery, I am more inclined to go through it. Now I could reverse engineer and start to gain clarity. What's in my circle of mastery? What are the things that are valuable to me? Maybe because of society. Maybe because of my environment, maybe because of I was rejected, maybe because I was accepted. Maybe when I was a kid, they told me that I was the most beautiful person in the classroom. And ever since, keeping that beauty is the most important thing in the world because that became my identity. And not being the, the, the center of material beauty is too hard for me to be able to deal with because I never had a time in my life where I didn't walk into a room and someone say something connected to how I look. Happens. People are doing it. Recognize it. You may not want to change it, but you want to recognize it. If we're going to change, we have to understand that you only get a few things to put in the circle. So all you get is there's only so much you can do. You have a limited amount of discipline. It's only certain things that go in the circle. And you have to be aware of what's in the circle now. Because there are things in the circle that if you don't know they're in the circle and you're wondering why I can't get more done, the answer is because you're really serving this vet, this master. You really think that these three jobs are the most important jobs. So when people are offering you opportunities, you're saying no because you're just trying your hardest to do this. You're trying so hard to connect to something deeper, something spiritual, but you haven't yet appreciated its value enough to move it past something material or to move it past the acceptance of your closest friends. So social acceptance is your number one value. And that's why when you want to do something that's, that's against the curve, it's you're, you're, you just can't get it done. It's because there's a value in there called social acceptance. And your brain's like, hey, what are we doing? We're getting what? We didn't check social acceptance yet today. That's number one. There's no more room for this thing. This thing is going to cut against the group. You're going to stand out. You're going to do something that people may not approve of. And so that's what's blocking. Is that you can't put the thing you want in the circle because you don't deep down want it enough. You just may want it a little bit. 
try this. This is, I don't want to go too deep because I don't want to get lost. And sometimes if you get too lost in your own thoughts, like you end up getting like, it's like a whirlwind. So we're not going to stay on this for very long, but just try it, play with it a little bit. Just jot down a few notes for, for my journalers. You'll be able to, you'll have a place for everybody else. Just find a place to write this somewhere and just be aware for the next few days. Just today's Wednesday, go into the weekend, including the weekend. Be aware of, just be aware of it. What are the things that I would naturally do? And be, what, what do I get excited for? Try to see if you can understand what are the things that you want to be a master in now that you're already doing. Try to be aware. Don't, you don't got to tell anybody. If you have someone really close to it, but I don't want it to be like long, you know, peer-to-peer therapy sessions. Just start to think this way. Because the more we are aware of what's currently driving us, the more we can replace it with the things that we want to be driving us. Okay, think about this. Have an amazing day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you in the morning.